From the Rodney Kiefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game, Chalk Talk 2.0, Coach Rockford talks to us about the importance of going to a new situation or school looking to learn from the athletes, how part of the job is adaptability and making sure you continue to adapt, and how being able to set boundaries to support coaches allows for healthy working relationships. All this on another episode of Iron Game, Chalk Talk 2.0. The Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by Sparta Science. Sparta Science has been a part of the human performance community for over a decade. They started the idea of bringing the force plate analysis out of the lab and into the weight room. I've been following what they've been doing for a long time now, and their latest innovations is a must-have for both yours and my weight rooms. Sparta Science has been known for making the complex simple, making data easy to understand for the athletes and tactical operators so they can take ownership of their movement health. Sparta Science now offers more flexibility for coaches, including an expanded set of tests and full access to hundreds of metrics and time series data. Coaches have access to novel machine learning derived measures that can help uncover meaningful patterns unseen by the naked eye. Sparta Science makes precision training practical for any staff at any level while providing coaches and sports scientists with all the tools they need to continue pushing the envelope of human performance. For more information, visit spartascience.com slash chalk and let them know Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 sent you. The Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by Play. Listen in on a conversation with Play's Global Director of Performance and Education, Coach Mike Buley. Coach Buley describes the vision of how Play will continue to be the company that will propel the innovation of the strength and conditioning profession forward. Well, after 22 years of, of coaching, I've learned that connection trumps communication and that it's not enough for coaches to know that you care. And I think you got to take that step step further. They need to experience that you care. And I've always been a coach that tried to be more tra uh, transformational than transactional. And so with that awareness in mind too, I always enjoyed working and learning and talking to other people and, and coaches and developing that camaraderie. I've always been, made myself available to the community because I remember how hard it was too to try to get a crack into this, this profession. And uh, I promised myself if ever I was given a shot, I would never take advantage of that. I always allow myself to uh, help other people uh, chase their dreams in this profession. It's been very good to me. Play is a company that will help your strength conditioning program find solutions for all your needs. Review second best and check them out at play.us for more information. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 
Today, I'm joined by coach Zach Rockford. He's currently the director of athletic performance at the University of Montana. He's also had stops at Southern Illinois Edwardsville, University of Arizona, Performance Course, the University of Texas, San Antonio, University of Incarnate Word, Texas Christian University, and Quad Cities Acceleration. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Definitely. Could you tell us a little bit about your role at the University of Montana? Yeah. So my role is Director of Athletic Performance, and I oversee uh, athletic nutrition as well. Within that role, uh, I work together with Dan Ryan, who's the director of football strength and conditioning. Um, we have a couple hybrid interns that work with both sides. So we collaborate a little bit with them uh, on that piece. And then also I help with the football nutrition as far as making sure we're getting you know, enough food and the right food for those guys, making sure they're fueled and stuff for competitions, practices, everything uh, that involves with them. Uh, and then on the Olympic side, I oversee uh, the entire department. So with that, we have uh, two GAs, and then we also have a full-time strength coach as well. Uh, we all have our respective teams, um, but within that, uh, we try to at least know everything that's going on with each other uh, to help uh, really each of us do our best job possible. And with that being said, uh, we pretty much know everything that each other is doing within their teams and their programs. Uh, and with that, though, you also get uh, perspectives that might alter maybe how you want to go about doing something and and all those. But oversee uh, all uh, of sports on that end, um, but I don't necessarily implement all training. Uh, my direct uh, responsibilities are men's, men's basketball, volleyball, and then I oversee all of track and field. So even with men's women's basketball and, and, and volleyball and, and track and field, that's a lot of athletes uh, to manage. I, I imagine it's at least over a hundred, just with um, with all the sports. How do you how do you manage each of your individual teams on top of the nutrition, on top of the Olympic, you know, strength and conditioning, uh, athletic performance side of things? How do you how do you manage all that? It, it's quite difficult. And just to be clear, it's just men's basketball. It's not women's as well. Uh, sorry. Um, as far as managing it, it's, it is pretty tough. You know, in the first year, uh, fortunately, I came into a position where the last director, um, you know, did a really good job at creating buy-in with the student athletes. So I didn't have to worry about that. Um, you know, the coaches were bought in already as well. The management side, really, the hardest part is making sure people get what they need. Uh, and then trying to cater to their wants as well. Uh, you know, with that, uh, you know, being there might be the hardest piece, right? If I'm training someone in the weight room, I won't be able to be on court to warm you up. That doesn't mean I can't help assist. So we might do team captains for warm up for a team. So I still do all of the warm up. I put it on a sheet. Um, I give it to them. I make sure they understand what needs to happen for it. So it's like having me there, but also giving the team leaders the autonomy to run it and giving them ownership over their own warm up. Which, if we can give any tools to our athletes, it definitely would be uh, providing ownership over the outcomes that we want or the process. Um, as far as you know, being able to get on the same page and get everything done, it, it is rather difficult you know um, we might do a nutrition run uh, every two weeks uh, to go pick up everything we need um, and then the other things we try to have delivered to the university on the nutrition front 
team sport wise, you know, a lot of it comes down to at least having good templates of training and then being able to adjust within those for the needs of the sport. Um, that's what we had to do with track and field, um, this year where we, uh, first year, Hey, what are the big rocks we want to get done? Um, with them being as we have so many events and so many groups, um, which is great because now you can really tailor training a little more specifically, but what are the big rocks we want to get done? Right. What's our big lower body compound movements? What Olympic movements or derivatives do we want to do? What's our upper body going to look like? And then what are maybe the specific, uh, pieces to those events. And that's kind of where the accessory, uh, options come into play. That's where we might individualize a little more specifically, uh, as we get more towards that competitive year. Uh, men's basketball and volleyball, the same thing. Um, you know, what are the big rocks we need to get done? And eventually, like, how do we build this out to be a little more specific in year two? Uh, but year one's all that rapport, you know, build that with the athletes, um, get them to buy into the training process. Um, and then the personal rapport too, right? We want them to be better yeah. after their time here, not just during it. Yeah, no doubt. And you know, you've talked about building rapport and everything. What is the first thing you approached when you got to Montana? And I guess what's some advice you'd give to a coach that finds himself on a new team? I mean, it happens a lot in our profession. And, you know, you're going to go into a new team, new culture. I mean, you guys got a nice weight room there as well. So it's like everything's new. So what was your approach when you got there being the new and what's some advice you'd give to other coaches? I think the first piece of advice is going, looking to learn first of what you're coming into, right? Like ask them what they like and what they don't like that. I might, that might actually provide more context for one person. All you gotta do is ask one question and you don't have to try to like dig at, Hey, like, what did you really not like enjoy or what do you really love? And and create like conversation that's more of a personable piece, but understand that our personal lives are woven into our professional careers, right? And a lot of these sport coaches, they get fired on wins and losses. So we have to somewhat cater to what they're trying to get done. But being is what we always call ourselves as being adaptability specialists and all this. Okay, well, let's be adaptable, then, right? So maybe the one thing I need to change is simply... Uh, how we run our warmups day in and day out. We're not checked in when we start the lift, right? Like that might be the one thing I need to focus on. What do we move well? Uh, do we move well often? You know, are we consistent with training? Do we consistently meet? Things like that that really build um, rapport because it puts face time um, with the athletes and with the coaches, but also shows them that hey, when I'm here, I'm present, um, and and I want to be present. I want to and I want to be here. Uh, like to watch and learn. And then there's other times where I want to have a presence. I'm running the warm up today, right? I'm here. I'm not just watching practice. So I think having those two pieces allow us to be both personally and professionally involved in the department and to see where their vision is, right? You have the opportunity to build something together, not just be the person that's being dragged along now. Um, so the opportunities might not start uh, to to be many to start or to start, but you have to be impactful with all the decisions you make early on because you might not get another chance. No, that's definitely important. And I think it's good to hear that, you know, getting there and seeing just be more personal and just see what's going on there before you try to 
you know, tear everything down yeah. and start something new. I think it's, yeah. it's very important to know. And what would you say is how do, how, what was your approach with the head sport coach? Cause I know, you know, you know, if, when you've been in the, in the game, as long as we have, you know, uh, the relationship between the sport coach and the strength coach can really make your life really easy or very difficult. So what was your approach when you got there and you're dealing with the uh, sport coach? Yeah, I think the first thing that I did uh, with them was just ask them how they feel things have been and where they want to go with it. From there, like hear out the, what their what their needs are, you know, right away and then start to create tangible objects with that. Um, and I'll provide us some examples here. Um, but then the second piece was like lay clear, like almost like boundaries for how we're going to operate, like things I can do right away right now and things I can't do. Like I have to be very honest right away because I, I was hired to run the department. Now, if I was hired to be with one specific team all the time, that's very different, right? Like I might not actually have that kind of autonomy. Um, so that was the first thing, because if I'm not here, I can't run the department. I can't build this thing out. Um, but for instance, uh, like what if one thing, one of the coaches said, what we like, what we don't like, we feel like our warm up stale. Perfect. I'll be there for the first two weeks that we start from there. We'll decide who's running the warm up from every day on out. And so what we'll do is we provide a sheet to them, um, that has, uh, warm up a warm up B warm up C and it, and they all pretty much start the same, but there's some variety. So the first part of the warm up is maybe just dynamic mobility in place, right? Working from, um, you know, modifier child's pose to Cobra, working the spine, then working maybe some 90 90 switches, um, all the way up to standing to where we might be squat and reach, reverse lunge and reach, lateral lunge, quad pull, whatever. Then we might go into some specific prep that might involve bands, landing, and jumping and stuff like that. And then I honestly like uh, movement skills. So whether it's linear locomotion skills to prep for linear speed development or lateral locomotion skills, we call it nonlinear, to prep them for change of direction and or just transitional speed, right? Uh, moving from a shuffle to a sprint or out of a cut. Um, and then just give them autonomy. Hey, like, what do you guys want to do today? And they're like, uh, B. Okay, cool. Run B. Do you know everything about it? And once we're on that same page, it's great. It provides them three options that they get to pick so it doesn't get stale. And then it provides them um, or provides them the opportunity to have their ownership of their development, which I think everything that we do is providing tools to help our athletes. Um, another one uh, for a team was, hey, we just need to get bigger. And so we know calories equal size. You can't just put on mass and not have calories. So my first question was, what do we provide from a fueling standpoint on your guys's end? Because I know what I can provide from our weight room. What do you guys provide on top of that? Like prior to practice or before. And so we kind of talked about that. So now we, we really built, we both see this as a problem and we built a solution together. Hey, I'm going to do this side. You do that side in three months. Let's look at body weights, see where they're at. Are we successful over the course of the season? Did body weights drop five or 10%? If they didn't, I would say we we're relatively successful, right? Um, like just from a measurement standpoint. So then we come back the next year, we have a sit down of the things we wanted to change. Now we have more tangible things or action items to move forward with. And it's not like these ambiguous things of like, oh yeah, we need to get stronger. It's like, okay, what do we want to get stronger at? Upper body, cool. Let's look at bench press, incline press, and chin up one rep max. 
those are we could all agree that those are probably three really good metrics to look at. We'll be right back. Are you ready to take your weightlifting to the next level? I'd like to introduce you to Barbell Mate. They are the most affordable velocity-based training device on the market. Barbell Mate provides real-time analytics and feedback and helps you lift more effectively and efficiently, providing stats such as range of motion, mean, and peak velocity. The personal app is available for Android and iOS and has no subscription fee. And at just $285 per device, it's the smart choice for anyone looking to improve their weightlifting performance. It has a special offer for Iron Game Chalk Talk listeners. They will offer $15 off your first purchase with code CHOCKTALK15. Again, save $15 off your first purchase using code CHOCKTALK15. But that's not all. The new Barbell Mate team app provides a complete management system to track and monitor the progress of multiple athletes. Choose from a variety of three packages to suit your team's needs, with prices starting as affordable as $25 per month. Visit barbellmate.com slash chalktalk to learn more and start your journey towards better weightlifting performance. And remember to use code chalktalk15 for $15 off your first purchase. Again, take a look at them at less than $300 a unit. Barbell mate is definitely something you should look into for VBT training in your weight room. No, I think that you're doing, you you, you have the approach at, at, at the right way. And it's, you know, like I, I was telling you beforehand, we, I've done a couple interviews uh, recently, and this is a trend that I'm starting to see come up with uh, other coaches is letting them, letting the athlete have ownership over their development and, um, I think it's very a good way of looking at it. It'll help create buy-in, but it also says a lot about how well you've been able to teach and demonstrate the stuff. That way you feel confident in their choices. Like if they pick warm-up number two or warm-up B, you'll know for sure they can execute it and it's what they wanted. So I think that's some um, really good stuff there that you have. Now, what was it like preparing for the interview to be the you know head uh, athletic performance there at Montana because I know I'd imagine that's a pretty big interview and granted like you've been in the game a long time you've been in a lot of different places but you know we've all had to prepare for at the time was probably the biggest interview of our life what was your mindset going into it and how did you prepare yourself for that interview I think it was the culmination of all the things that didn't work out and worked out prior to that so. Before I got my first job at SIUE, I applied to 32 jobs. And I say I got still I got silver medaled, right? They're like, hey, you were like our you were one of our top picks. I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna take it that I was in second place. I just wasn't good enough. And so I have this binder of all the interviews I've ever been on, the questions that they asked, the questions that I asked, and I try to write down my answers as well. So that way I never miss that opportunity again, right? So being prepared for what comes my way. And so uh, it was a long process to start, um, but I, I, I approached it the exact same way. I did my research. You know, I, I looked at, hey, what, what are the big things that are important? Because I'm interviewing too. I'm interviewing them as well. It's not, it's not, it's, it's my position to take, right? That's the mindset. I'm going, I'm going to take this. Like, this is mine, but they have to be the right fit for me as well. So I did my research on the success of the school. What are the big pride points uh, of the school, right? Is our academics important? Um, you know, is there research on campus that we can collaborate with? How good is the athletic training staff? 
Like things like that are important because I know those are the people I'm going to be working with day in and day out. And for me personally, they have to, they have to line with what I want out of my career as well. Cause then it's not just work. It's, it's woven into the personal professional piece are woven in together. Um, and so, you know, we, we got the original call and, um, you know, yeah, uh, price point's good. I, I, I let's move forward. Right. And then it really just sets the ball. Okay. What's our first interview? Who am I going to be with? What information do I need to know? So you get the the panel. Okay. I'm going to figure out where this person's been, who I might know with them. Um, and I'm going to work my connections as well, just to give me what a, a one second head start, right. Just give me more prepared. Right. Um, and so that really helped having that notebook helped having all the experience of um, everything I learned at SIUE and all the other schools really helped me and uh, prepare me for that. Uh, but when it came down to it, I had to, I had to be a salesman, right? I had to sell why I'm the best hire. Um, I'll joke. I got, um, I got it from uh, my dad. I got the gift of gab. I, I can, I can talk. Um, but within that though, there's, there's actual tangible things that, you know, we're just talking on, these pieces, like, no, we actually do this stuff. Like we try to apply these things. And then we, we ask others to try to help us. And so a lot of that was like, Hey, what do you think the department should look like? How should this function? All that stuff within the process. And I was like, cool. I know these answers. Like, I know how I want this to run. And so I could be very authentic because if I wasn't who they wanted, that'd be okay. I, I loved the job I was at and I was only willing hmm. to leave for a couple schools and Montana was one right. of them. Um, so when the opportunity presented itself, I just, I happen to be the most prepared. Nice. I, I like that. And I do like how you, you know, he had that binder of like all, all the answers that are all the questions that you were receiving and, and double checking. It's always good. Um, I think it's always good to hear other coaches and how they went about doing that. Cause it's one thing if I'm trying to tell my interns and everything, I was like, you're going to apply to a lot of places. You might even interview a few places. And you might not get a call back or you might, like you said, you get a silver medal being like the runner up, but um, it's always good to take note of what was going on and use that to help you, you know, crush it and what you, what you did and got the, um, the job at Montana. Now, was the nutrition part of the original job description or was it something that you inherited like when you got there? It was part of the original job, job description and, and that's okay. Um, you know, with the job, it, it does provide somewhat of a balancing act to make sure we're doing what we need. But a lot of it's just providing the resources to the athletes. Um, you know, like we have to meet calorie demands of the sport. So that that is my primary focus. Like where where are we missing um, from a calorie balance standpoint? Are we getting enough calories, yes or no? And if the answer is no, that's easy, right? Um, now let's get a little more intricate with what do we need? Okay. We need quality proteins. We need quality carbohydrates. We need some quality fats. Cool. We can do that. Um, so then it's just reaching out to vendors, building relationships, figuring out who wants to work with us. Um, I'm, I'm really big on being loyal to those that want to work with us and those that, and, and not being loyal to those that don't, um, you know, it's a, it's a two way street. Uh, I'm, I'm working with you. You're working with me. Um, so that was the biggest piece for me. Um, and then just providing, uh, some help um, with it, or to the student athletes from a food resource side. So the first thing I did uh, was I set up a meeting with SAC. So the student athlete advisory committee. And I was like, what do you guys want to see with the nutrition center? Cause they're the voice of the people, right? They're the group that either took the positions 
or the leadership roles to to be the voice of the student po- uh, athlete population. I get their feedback. Okay, here's our options. We can we can allocate funds to these things or to those things, um, and they get to choose the destiny of it. Right. I am not going to sit here and like com- like uh, try to manage everything and be a authoritarian with it because that's what they want. And if they're going to eat fruit snacks, great. I, let's get fruit snacks. You know what I mean? Like at least we're getting sugars prior to lift or going to practice from lift. Right. Um, so that was a fun little challenge, but it's, it's building rapport. just in a different way. And also listening too. I think that's the hardest part is like listening to feedback is probably one of the hardest things for us to do because it challenges who we are and what we think. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one. It takes a uh, maybe mature or just a, a well-rounded individual yeah. to listen to the feedback and be able to understand and maybe not necessarily get defensive. Because I know I would, and I know I do. When you're sitting there and when you ask the question, you know, what can we change or what didn't you like or what did you like? It you got to be ready for <laughs> the, a truthful answer that's coming back at yeah. you. And it's it's just the honest truth, like. And and then we also did surveys too. So if some people are like, ah, I really want that. And it didn't uh, go with the bell curve over the 66% of the student athletes. We can't provide something to everyone. Right. Um, but, you know, as I continue to analyze the budget, if things open up, I can do that. So like early on um, from like a, a, a pea protein or a non-whey protein, like that was not just like, Hey, can we get that? I was like, give me a half a semester to see where the budget lays. And then I, and then I can, I can probably get that. So we, we trialed a couple and, and we found one that works for us from a price point. Uh, and also I just don't put it out there for other, for all the athletes, the athletes that need it. No, it's in my office. They're free to come in and grab it. And and that way we're now we're allocating, you know, to those people that, you know, that had a voice that spoke up and it works out. It's, it's no harm, no foul. It's just part of it. Join the thousands of coaches across the world that are part of Team Builder Nation. The incredible online strength and conditioning software provides a toolbox for features for all coaches at all levels. One awesome feature is the 1RM Max Tracker. Team Builder makes tracking maxes easy for any method since you can record and store max data and project 1RM over time and use the stored maxes to determine prescribed weights for an exercise and have access to the visual reports so you can see the maxes over time. Other features include an updated messaging platform and the ability to create sports science questionnaires for athletes or clients to answer on their own phones. That's right, that's sports science data in the palm of your hand. Start your free 14-day trial today by using the promo code CHALK, that's promo code C-H-A-L-K, and begin programming with the software built to fit any level strength coach in any setting. Team Builder prides itself on putting the customer first and offers affordable pricing with subscription plans starting at just $50 a month. For more information on everything that Team Builder has to offer or schedule a 30-minute demo with Team Builder Expert, visit teambuilder.com and let them know Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 sent you. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. 
It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.